This is One in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 59 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to One in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning, I'm very happy to have in studio with me, Stephanie Lay, owner of Main Tech Salsa and the founder of the Special Foundation for Autism. Stephanie, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well today. I really appreciate you coming down um, all the way from Maine <laughs> to New York to talk, well, to do many other things, but also to be on the show. We appreciate your time. Stephanie, we, my colleague Melanie sort of came across your story as she was looking for guests for the radio show. And as you and I spoke about, what I try to do on 1 in 59 is talk to as many people as I can who are doing interesting, innovative work within the field of, of autism, and many of whom, which I know you know, also have a personal connection mm-hmm. to a loved one on the spectrum. So I would love for you to start by just telling us a little bit about all the different aspects that, that you sort of represent in terms of owning a business and what the salsa business is all about, what the foundation is about, and also your son, Bryce, who has an interesting story. So why don't you take it away and I'll ask you questions as we go along. Absolutely. Well, uh, Bryce was diagnosed December 5th, 2002 at 1138 a.m. I will never forget the time. I looked up at the clock and it was, we went home and it was that moment that I read my very first story, and it was Temple Grandin's story. And she said, oh. one sentence in her book said, if it wasn't for my mother, I would not be where I am today. Mm-hmm. And that put a fire, you know, it, it just really did. And um, I started fighting autism. There was just nothing I could do. I had to, I had to fight for him, and then I started fighting for other children. Mm-hmm. Because I was watching what my son was going through. He had severe self-injurious behaviors, would bang his head 25 to 30 times a day, mm-hmm. uh, punch himself in the nose until he bled in I mean it was just it was some very serious stuff but now since he's gotten older and we're getting a little you know past puberty thank goodness um, and I'm sure every parent out there is shaking their head up, up yep. and down you know mm-hmm. going yes <laughs> but uh, it uh, I posted a picture of him grilling the tomatoes for a grilled salsa that I've been making for now 15 years mm-hmm. and because of my following because of all of my work with autism um, within two weeks we had 109 orders a patent attorney food scientist, USDA involved, and we went into our first store six months later, which was a Hannaford, and now we are in 48 Hannaford and 60 wow. specialty shops. So um, it that all is just... A, that's a feat in itself. That's not easy to do. It is, but it's it, it has autism behind it because right. I started work, watching my son grow with our company, mm-hmm. and I, I had um, the director of Margaret Murphy Center for Children mm-hmm. um, School in Maine contact me and wanted to do wanted to you know try to work get a work program going with us and partner together, mm-hmm. and we did start that. Now we have a student that comes over. His name is Bennett. He's amazing and nineteen as well, and. Just just watching the two of them work um, when, you know, a lot of do- doctors would tell, would tell me he's not going to do anything. and But this guy labels, he grills, he, he does every aspect of this business, but the jarring because it's too hot and the paperwork because that would drive, it drives me crazy. But, right. you know, it's, it's just been amazing to see these two young men grow. And uh, since the school has been doing, since we've been working now together for about four months, we are now talking about really partnering together and utilizing their greenhouses that they have on their school property so that we can get the lower functioning to garden. Oh. 
and because great. gardening is therapeutic, yeah, and we will be able to say this is locally grown. Absolutely, so, absolutely, yeah. and thereby impacting a tremendously uh, a more you know more absolutely. people. Okay, so I'm gonna. This always happens to me on this show because people tell amazing stories, and then I have to start somewhere with my questions. Sure. We haven't gotten to the foundation yet, but I just want to stop you just to establish a couple of things. It, you were not the first parent who has been able to tell me exactly the moment when their child was first diagnosed. I, I think that that um, for for many, if not all parents of a child with a diagnosis of autism, that moment is forever imprinted in their lives. Mm-hmm. I also hear because Anderson is a residential program by and large, uh, most families remember the exact day and time that their child first came to Anderson and, and that, you know, they sort of did that mm-hmm. transition. So these are, these are moments. Um, you also mentioned puberty. These are times in people's lives that, that for any parent come with it, some trauma, some level of, um, heightened concern. Puberty is a mm-hmm. tough time pretty much for everybody. Tell us how old was Bryce in December of 2002? He was two and a half years old. He was two and a half mm-hmm. years old. And he was engaging in that level of self-injurious behavior no. at that age. Nope. That happened later. He's, he didn't start his self-injurious behaviors until about the age of seven. Okay. Okay. So so you're reeling kind of from this diagnosis and you pick up Temple Grandin's book. Mm-hmm. Um, I've interviewed Temple on this, on this program and I've seen her speak and she does say amazing things about mm-hmm. her mother, interestingly, who to paraphrase, obviously I'm not quoting her, but she's talked a lot about her, how her mother pushed her in ways that some people and doctors, especially at that time in her life, which was a different era, but sure. still we're kind of saying kind of almost don't bother. She's not really going to do much. Yeah. She's not going to have a whole lot of life and, and opportunity in front of her. Mm-hmm. And her mother was the one person in her life who said, no, no. Mm-hmm. She's going to mm-hmm. get a paper route. She's going to dog walk. She's going to have That's responsibilities. Right. And um, and the other thing I found very interesting because you brought up Bryce's um, some of his very challenging behaviors is that Temple's mother also allowed for that, but put it in a very structured kind mm-hmm. of now you can do that and now you have to stop because right. we're going to do something else. So so you said it lit a fire under you. It did. And did you have a support system at that time of other people that you could you could rely on or did you feel isolated? Well, my father was alive then, but he mm-hmm. died in 2006 and after he died that was the last of our family. We have no nobody, so it's simply just the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're living in Maine. We're now living in Maine. We're from Texas. Okay, so of that. Yep, okay, that's that explains Maine your <laughs> yes. your business name is Maine Tech Salsa, though. So that's M A I N E T E X Salsa dot com. That's your mm-hmm. website. Okay, so mm-hmm. that explains one thing: that Salsa, the Maine, the text yes. connection. So you were living in Texas. Were there other services available for you at that time, or did you really feel like this is on me? It. Very little services at that time. We actually received 30 minutes of in-home support every 90 days, and it was his teacher. And when we moved every 90 days, every 90 days. And when we moved to Maine, it was they told me they said, "All right, well, we're going to give him 25 hours." And I was like, "A year?" They go, "No, a week." And I, I mean, I, I literally fell to my knees and started bawling because I felt like I had just won the lottery, basically. You know, because when you're by yourself, there's no, there's you don't have anyone and you're doing all of the wrestling and, you know, and, and as a matter of fact, uh, sadly, um, I had a double mastectomy in 2012 and mm-hmm. I had to wrestle with him 
days afterwards. So mm-hmm. because we did not qualify for uh, more services for me, wow, uh, would for him, but not for me. So I mean, you know, yeah, it's it's been challenging, but I I'm one that thinks outside the box. Yeah. Um, and that's been beneficial to Bryce. Well, clearly from what you described, and I, I want to ask you a little bit more uh, in, a, in a minute or two about what it looks like, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit more detail about he and mm-hmm. Bennett out there on the grill and, and you and you know the, how that all works. But um, was salsa and the idea of owning a business and running a business like this ever an idea in your mind before Goodness, no. this happened? No. I actually worked in a kitchen for one and a half days when I was 22 <laughs> years old, and I said, never again will I ever work in a kitchen. Yeah. And and then life work in the kitchen. <laughs> exactly. So, yep. And doing the paperwork to boot. Yes. Okay. So why salsa? Was there any special reason? Is it something you enjoy? Was it something Bryce enjoyed? Was it just something that seemed doable in terms of how it's made? No. It, the work program didn't come into to, uh, my thought process until mm-hmm. like six months after the business was getting started. Mm-hmm. It was to get the work program going for it was special. But now Maine Techs is going to, going to do – we're partnering with Margaret Murphy, like I said. Yeah. And now we're going to do that together. But, you know, it's just it, watching him grow again. It's This is a kid they told me would never do anything, would be institutionalized, would be, you know – this, that, and the other. And mm-hmm. that's, again, like you just said, I've looked at them and said, uh-uh. as a matter of fact, the doctor said to me, the neurologist said, you know, he's not going to do this. He's not going to do that. And I looked at him and I said, you don't know what mother you just put autism in front of. I will fight this with every fiber of my being. And mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. Was there a moment that you saw Bryce do something or just show an interest in, in something that made you think he's going to be a, a part of this? This is going to work? Well, I taught him how to cook at an early age. He started cooking at seven years old Okay. because I wanted him to, if something happens to me, he's on his own. So I wanted him to at least be able to feed himself. Mm-hmm. But I didn't stop there. I put him on the grill. He grilled all of his meat. He he makes all of his meals, mm-hmm. um, has been for several, several years mm-hmm. now. But I just noticed that he was, he seemed calmer. And mm. he, when we put things on the shelf, when, I, when we put our product on the shelf, you can just see that pride in his face. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he signs DSDs for store managers and shakes their hands and give them eye contact. Mm-hmm. And, you know, because eye contact is a huge thing. Absolutely. Especially but, in the business world. It can be off-putting when people don't realize what's going on and that it can be actually painful and very uncomfortable for somebody on the spectrum to make eye contact Mm -hmm. in a business deal. If you're not making eye contact and having a firm handshake, you could lose the whole thing. That's correct. So so I love many things about what you're doing, but uh, very specifically the idea of uh, teaching him those independent skills. And then it seems like you sort of also followed his lead a little bit in terms of looking at something that he was already showing an ability to do and an interest Mm -hmm. in doing. And now he's part of a, a thriving business. Yes. Um, very exciting. You talked also about the um, Margaret Murphy Center for Children, Center for Children mm-hmm. which is located where? It's located in Auburn, Maine. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so now you're going to be, you, you work with this young man, Bennett, who came over and, and, and do you have a, a location where you, a production facility or are you working out of your home? We did have a commercial kitchen for about five months, mm-hmm. but we had two b- bad hit backs, you know, massive hits back to back and we couldn't come back from it. They equaled over $7,000. Mm. So instead of shutting the business down, I packed everything up and we went right back to our house and made salsa where we had been for four years. Okay. So it just made, you know, it's, um, 
Yeah. I'm not stopping. I don't no. care where I have to Clearly make it. I'm just not, not stopping. <laughs> For those of you who cannot see Stephanie, and I can right now, she is not stopping. That smile on your face says it all. You're very proud of what you do. So you. Um, you should be. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and learn more about the Special Foundation for Autism and a little bit more about Bryce and, and what the future holds. This is 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. Have you driven by Anderson Center for Autism? Have you ever wondered what we're all about? Well, we're a state-of-the-art educational program. We're a nurturing home away from home. We're a community resource. We're a training center for people from all corners of the globe. We're a deeply devoted family of professionals who utilize evidence-based practices to optimize the quality of life for people with autism. And we're here for you. Call us today at 845-889-4034 or visit us online at andersoncenterforautism.org to learn more. Welcome back to 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and this morning I'm speaking with Stephanie Lay, who's the owner of Main Tech Salsa and the founder of the Special Foundation for Autism. So Main Tech Salsa is in 48 Hannafords throughout the state of Maine mm-hmm. and in several, did you say how many specialty stores? Oh, a little over 60. Wow. Amazing. So if you're in Maine and also, you know, if you're going to Maine on vacation, who doesn't love a little salsa with their, you know, tortilla chips? or whatever, you know, tacos, however you want to eat it, go check out Main Tech Salsa, um, either online. Can you purchase online or do you have to purchase in store? Not yet because we're not FDA approved. So okay. therefore we can't sell interstate and you need a commercial kitchen to be FDA approved, okay. but we're working on that. Maybe but you, what you future. can do mm-hmm. is you can email me through the Main Tech's website or, you know, and, or the email and I can send it to you. Oh, okay. But, but it's so weird. The rules and regulations, there are a lot of rules and regulations yes, you have to follow. Yes. Oh. Always. We can't sell on our website, but if they con- if the customer contacts me, mm-hmm. I can ship them some. Okay, very interesting. And and is it is it okay to share what you just told me about what uh, what you're going to be trying next? Oh, oh absolutely. Inspired by your friend, absolutely. Um, so you're going to be trying your hand at the first kosher salsa. Yes, yes. For main tech salsa, which uh, is exciting, and I you know these are things that that I think take really having connections and friendships and relationships with other people to realize what's missing. There are so many people. Who who have you know whether for religious reasons mm-hmm. or or dietary restrictions mm-hmm. want to support businesses such as yours and want to enjoy the flavors that you and Bryce and Bennett are making, mm-hmm. but you know need you to hear their voice too. And so yeah. I love that you're trying your hand oh, at absolutely. that. And I, I hope it works out. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about the Special Foundation for Autism. Mm-hmm. This is something that you founded. Yes. So tell us when you founded it and what the foundation is all about. Well. Uh, Briefly, my father passed away in 2006, and he left me a large sum of money. However, his wife legally took everything, and it forced Bryce and I to go on welfare. We're the only people on either side of our family that have ever been in any kind of government system situation, and our electricity got cut off. Um, I made $7.50 over the limit to get help from general assistance. So all the while, my son is losing it because we all know without electronics or TV or whatever, it's just, you know, mm-hmm. bonkers. And uh, so I sat down with a, I lit a candle. I got Bryce to sleep. I lit a candle and I wrote down, you're so special, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. And then all of a sudden it just came out, out of my mouth, special parents establishing connections in autism lives. Mm. And I then right then and there started 
figuring out how to start a foundation, how to get nonprofit 501c3. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was, it t- took about two years to get done. And now we have a board. Um, I can no longer be an active board member because I run the company that gives to, but mm-hmm. I have a, a complete board. And um, yeah. What is just, the mission of the foundation? Well, it's to, it was to educate parents because I've been through every single avenue of, you know, hell you can go through mm-hmm. almost. And um, I just learned a lot. And I wanted to share with parents the the things that I didn't know and that they don't know that mm-hmm. they're, that they, you know, I had no idea that I could call a school and say, I want my son to have this, have that, have this. And you can. Yes. I, didn't, I didn't know that. So it's about advocacy it's and about empowerment. And, and medications mm-hmm. and legal rights. And, okay. Oh right. yeah, yeah, and abundance amazing. of things. So, are the, are the majority of board members um, uh, other parents of, of children with autism? No, really, no. We have a former state representative sitting on our board. Great. We have a project manager from Maine Medical Center sitting on our board. Mm. A mother of three, um, and uh, yeah, and, and a, a case manager. She's a lovely. Yes, that's great. So how and when when did you establish this? It was about two thousand eight. It's two thousand fourteen when it was two thousand fourteen. Five hundred one c three. So you're about five status. years old. Mm-hmm. Does the foundation provide? Is it sort of information and advocacy? Is there funding that's provided, or do you give out grants? You know, at this point, we're just doing. You know, just help, just advocacy and, and mm-hmm. information. Sure. But what we eventually want to do is be able to help, you know, f- uh, financially wise, mm-hmm. i.e., batteries for toys that you know, because batteries are so expensive. Yeah. Um. You know, they and they go fast, especially with mm-hmm. a child with autism, over and over mm-hmm. again. Um. We you know may partner with a battery company and get cool. some batteries donated, or you know, electric bills when the electricity gets cut off, or a cell phone to uh, um, government a cell phone is a luxury but to a parent with a child with autism it's a necessity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so absolutely and also you're tapping into an area that a lot of people take they don't think about um, mm-hmm. There's there's very interesting stuff going on within the autism community. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of advocacy. There's there's information. There's a tremendous amount of research and lots of dollars, private and mm-hmm. and uh, state and federal dollars going into research right now. Mm-hmm. There's different things happening in schools. Uh, there's still an enormous disparity depending on where you live and which state and which mm-hmm. part of which state you live in mm-hmm. terms of what access you have. I agree with you that something that needs a lot more attention is parents recognizing the rights that they have and that their Mm -hmm. child has and how to empower a parent who feels beaten down and isolated and like they're not allowed to ask for help or even Mm -hmm. god forbid demand help um when it is the 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 right of their child um to do so so i think that you're you know from what you're describing you're tapping into an area that that is is both small and enormous at the same time. It's you know a battery is something that not that many people think of right. when they think of you know supporting and loving and taking care of a, a child with autism. But it's really thinking about what happens when that battery dies and that child mm-hmm. has been working for some time on yeah. you know a, a Nintendo or a um, or uh, any of the electronic devices that that are in so many mm-hmm. homes right now mm-hmm. and people don't necessarily have to think about it. And yeah, there are chargers, but like you said before. If the electricity goes out, 
guess what? Yeah. You can't charge anything. That's right. So, so in order to get more information about this foundation, you would want people to go visit specialfoundationforautism.org. Correct. Okay, great. So that's specialfoundationforautism.org. And again, uh, for information about the Salsa Company, that's Maintex, M-A-I-N-E-T-E-X, salsa.com. Let's, um, the last couple minutes that we have in the, the interview, Stephanie, can you just share with us some of the moments that you've, that have made you feel really proud um, and, and paint us a little bit more of a picture of Bryce and Bennett independent of each other or together working in the business if you can if it's if it's emotional I understand oh, and no, we can I'm move fine. on I'm but fine. um but I think that you know families are listening and I think it's important mm-hmm. for people to realize that you know not, nobody's alone even though you can feel that way sometimes absolutely the one of the proudest moments um, was when we well, two things. We met our governor. We were introduced. He, he His office called and invited us to come meet him because he had heard about our foundation and our work program and the idea. And he actually gave me a medallion that says, if it is to be, it is up to me. And I've utilized those 10 little words many, many times. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I, while I'm focusing on the governor, I look out of my peripheral, you know, parental peripheral, yeah. and I see my son with his foot up in the leather wing back chair just hanging out at the gov's office. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that was a really great moment yeah. for me. I mean, it was just, you know, he's just hanging out. But where business is concerned, when we go to stores to deliver, and I don't say anything. There's no prompting. There's nothing. Now he gets out of the car, goes to the back of the car, lifts it up, and I say, too mild, too medium, too spicy. Or one mild, too medium. One. And he gets that and puts it on a U-boat. He does not like to use a basket, a grocery store basket. He likes to use a U-boat. Okay. More professional looking, I guess. Okay. And uh, when he signs the DSDs, when yeah. uh, when I see his, his signature on there, that's great. And mm-hmm. we send him off to corporate, and they'll say, thank you, Mr. Lay, for your DSD and it's just really really beautiful to see him grow yeah um and how old is he now 19 he's 19 yes Mm. and if you ask him what we do in our business he says make salsa that's great yes we actually did some speaking in front of a bunch of politicians a while back and and uh that's that's what he said and he actually said hi people (laughs) oh that's wonderful (laughs) so he really also has made a lot of progress in terms of um he's got some uh some language skills and he's got obviously some business skills business savvy he knows what he likes he knows what he doesn't like i gotta say i think the u-boat's a good idea um (laughs) makes makes sense to me what are your i mean i know this is a tough question because you're a mother Mm -hmm. first and foremost and i and i think that as a mom i'm sure you have um a set of sort of hopes and dreams for your child, um, mm-hmm. both around, you know, specific to, to the autism that he's living with and also outside of that, but also as the owner of this company, um, what are your, what are your visions for the future, both for, for Bryce, for your partnership with the, with the, the children's program, um, the Margaret Murphy children's program, and also, um, yourself as a family. I mean, any parting words? We've about a minute and a half. What I want to change are the statistics of 90% of unemployment rate with, mm. the, with the community of autism. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to change. As far as Bryce is concerned, I just want him taken care of for the rest of his life. And I don't mean to make it about me, but someday I can pass away in peace and not worry mm-hmm. you know, in my yeah. afterlife. Yeah. So because it's that's one thing, you, you, it's like I can never die. Yeah. Who's going to take care of my son? Yeah. So and that's with a lot most parents, you know, it's just... Yeah. Yeah. So I just want well, and, and the current state of affairs with uh, services for adults, mm-hmm. it sounds like you went through the mill 
mm. getting services for him as a as a student and as a child. The idea of getting services and putting these things things in place as an adult is uh, sadly even more challenging. Um, so uh, I'm glad to know that there are people like you doing this kind of work and realizing what you can do uh, through the foundation, through the company. Mm-hmm. I wish you all the best of luck. Thank you. Um, and you know, I just want to comment personally that it really, from what you're describing, it sounds like you are impacting the lives of many. And I wish you the best of luck with the farming program and the gardening program. I've seen that succeed at Anderson, Mm -hmm. um, and it has been life-changing for a lot of children who now understand and engage in the process of seed to full plant Mm -hmm. and flowers, and Mm -hmm. they do plant sales, and their families come up, and they they have something to provide. We actually, um, at Anderson, also have a program where we take um, recycled paper, and we do this process of mixing it with seeds, and then we have plantable paper. Um, So there's tremendous growth in that particular area. And I think, um, you know, again, if you're in the market for some salsa, but more importantly, if you're looking for an organization and a company to consider supporting because of just who's working there and how it came to be, check out Maine Tech Salsa, M-A-I-N-E-T-E-X salsa.com, available in Hannaford's throughout the state of Maine, and also by contacting Stephanie Lay, the owner. Um, you can you can get your hands on some yourself, uh, and also check out the foundation at specialfoundationforautism.org. Stephanie, best of luck to you, and thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. This is 1 in 59, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and remember, Andrew You've been listening to One in 59, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week. 